HD1079 Life. James here with you. We have just uh, here with Marianne, uh, and you've been, it's, it's your birthday today. I, this is getting very exciting because we've just lit candles on a cake that you were pretending not to see, yeah, which is very good pretending. sporting of you. But anyway, now I've got Peter and Holly, and we're going to sing happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Marianne. Happy birthday to you. Hip, hip. Hip, hooray. hip, hip, hooray. hip, hip, hooray. hooray. Please blow out the candles, Marianne. Three boyfriends. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And thank you so Very much. Nice. Who made this? It looks. I awesome. made that. It looks really good. It's um. It's. I don't I know like if it's right. Yeah, it's very blue. We're I gonna like stick. A, we're gonna stick a photo of it up on Instagram. Thanks, this was guys. me. Me blending. I think about three or four different cake ideas at once. None of which really worked. Oh, I should probably you know not confess amazing. that. And I'm very, very thankful and grateful for the effort. <laughs> thank you, James. <laughs> That's it looks all right. Really good. I'm gonna. I think we should call it a. Um. I wanted to call it Nigella's wagon wheel. Oh, okay. Because I used a Nigella uh, uh, Lawson thing on top and the rest of it's kind of a wagon wheel without yeah. chocolate on it. So Yum. that's what we're calling it for now. Yeah. So oh, you probably need to cut it too, don't you? Is oh, there yeah, a knife there? A big knife? I can use a fork. Oh, you can't cut a, no- a cake with a fork. <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, We've got to hear it. We'll find it we'll during find the break. <laughs> we'll find it during the break. Uh, we got lots of stuff coming up. We really want to talk today about birthdays yeah. and uh, my yep. personal particular birthday philosophy, which yeah. I have. Uh, Mortal Engines, the trailers come out. I'm Mortal Engines obsessed. So we'll be talking about that a bit. Things that we're passionate about, we're both very church passionate, but yeah. we never really talk much about why. Um, We always talk about what, but we very rarely talk about why, and I think that's good. And also, adults miss out, because I think we do. Yeah, I think, you know, once you get to a certain age, it's it. I think that age is probably 12. That's right, yeah, (laughs) when you're no longer considered a child. That's right. Here with Mary Ann Mayo, the birthday girl today. We have just had some of the cake, and I didn't... Is it Was it all right? It was really nice. It reminds me kind of like a giant... Scone. It did taste very sconish, but it was um, denser than a scone, so sort of like a a nice dense sponge cake. Well, I'm really glad. I felt <laughs> it's really funny the thing. Like I felt like right at the start, I was making excuses for it. Right when I give it to you, I like the person who gives a a president and says, "I've got the receipt." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you don't like it, I actually I wrapped it up with the with the present. No. Uh, but uh, it, it's only just because I wanted it to be a wonderful cake for you. And uh, I we just recently got this Aldi version of a KitchenAid. Yeah. So I'm even now apologising for my KitchenAid. There you go. <laughs> that my Aldi version of a KitchenAid. I got so excited because it was the first time I had a chance to use it. So I chucked everything in together and then went, oh, that's right. Now you put the butter and the um, the sugar in first. Yeah. And so even though that's all self-raising flour, it's like it's like scone thick. <laughs> and I also forgot that you are an Adelaide's Eats. Yeah. And meaning me. that it's all about um, really good diabetic eating. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I hadn't even okay. thought about it's that. Okay. Thank I mean, goodness I'm not too Easter hardcore about sugar. Birthday can just go all out, you know, two days of the year. But what was that thing? The can I ask you about it? What, so, yeah. what, so you had this thing on your belt that looked like an old-fashioned, uh, like, pager. Yeah, they do look like pagers. What is say. it and what does it do? It's an insulin pump. So um, I used to be on multiple daily injections, which is what most people, when they're diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, go on. And so I would be injecting 
quite often throughout the day whenever I'd eat. And a couple of years ago, I went onto a pump. So I changed the site using a needle as well. So okay. still not escaping the needles. Um, changed the site every few days and the pump just stays in there and, you know, it's got insulin in it and you just have to put in how much carbohydrate you're eating and it does all the maths for you. Oh, that is so it's good. so good. It is. I mean, it's annoying to have to have something there and especially if you want to wear something nice and it's poking out. Yeah. But... Is Overall? it uncomfortable? Like, is it no, uncomfortable? No, so okay. you, you don't really notice it unless no. something's pressing That's hard right. against yeah, it. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. And it's just become a part of me, I suppose. Yeah. So I kind of don't even notice it anymore. It's just an automatic kind of thing that's just there. So how has the birthday been? I know you were down at um, at Life FM doing breakfast this morning. I was with Scotty and Beck. Uh, and yeah. how, how was that? It was good. It was good. I um, had a little bit of a go at panelling for the first time well, ever. What was that like? It was a little bit daunting, I've got to admit, um, <laughs> going live to air and <laughs> trying to not yeah. press the wrong button. No safety net there. No, definitely not. Um, but it was it was a good experience overall. A couple of little hiccups, but nothing nothing too serious. So okay. it was nice and fun. We spoke to Sean McAuliffe as well. Oh no way! Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And he had some advice for me to use um one of the coughing buttons. Being, What's that? Um, I don't know. What are they called? The hotkeys. Yeah, the hotkeys. Yeah. yeah. Um. So apparently, there's the I don't know. Most radio stations have like a coughing <laughs> hotkey or something. So if he was to say something that. I needed to blow it out. I could. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Is that likely to happen? Well, I asked. It didn't happen this morning. He was <laughs> Michelle and Michaela to be pretty dry. And he was a commercial radio announcer for a while as well. Yeah. 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 He's got a background on that. I've actually got I've got those um, hotkeys on my phone. Ah. <laughs> I've got the whole oh, thing set up cool. like that. Yep, yep. So I've got all my, my favourites one there. Do so. you have like the ones for like winning competitions and stuff? Like. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, so they nice. got the celebration one as well. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Um, Can't touch this. Oh, very nice. <laughs> and not just ones that... that Is that a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> that, that one's called Death Metal Rooster. <laughs> oh, okay. That explains that, yep. <laughs> but... Um, Ones that are very, very useful. Like yep. they're, they're they're good fun to do in, but ones that are I can't, we're sort of digressing a little bit. But my sort yeah. of favourite ones is the uh, the big inception boom, which okay. is when you're trying to to do dramatic oh, stories. Like, dun, you go, yeah, no, no, no. It's the Sorry. one you go this summer. Ah, oh. from the producers of Jurassic Park. <laughs> and by Jurassic Park, I mean. So I just saw is that, that up Jurassic there. Park? That is the Jurassic Park thing. Okay. So yeah, I, I, um, yeah, uneducated. Sorry. But my favourite one, of course, the screaming goat. Oh yeah, hands down. So useful. So useful, and of course, any Game of Thrones reference. Winter is coming. Um, <laughs> but where's the one? There's one here that's the sad, the sad music one. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah. And this, that's actually really handy. I, I, I don't know how people are feeling. This, I'm, I'm going into all this kind of radio stuff. Yeah. But this is really great when you go, we sad. did this once. I tell you what, we were on the takeover uh, one night and we had this giveaway to do, but the phones weren't working oh. properly. Every time the phone went, we went to pick up the line and it hung up. Okay. And it just kept happening over month. and over. <laughs> so we just kept going back to the, we kept going back to it after, in it, uh, after every song um, uh, thing into every voice break. And 
we will go, oh, we're really sorry. We realized that we couldn't pick up the phone. Really, really sorry. Try again. It'll be okay this yep. time. And we went to do it again. And every time it oh, happened. No. So literally we got to the end of the show yep. and we still couldn't give away <laughs> this prize because the things oh. wouldn't work. So we thought we can't just go again and go, okay, it's fine. You know, yep. please try again. So we had to try and do it. So I thought, oh, yeah, I've got my little keys. So that's when I kind of brought it in and went going, look, everyone. It's been a rough night. You know it. I know it. (laughs) Our phones aren't working, but if we try again and we try together, you know, you've got to try. (laughs) So ring in again. And fortunately, that time it worked. We managed to get the phones going. And uh, yeah, so they're very handy. I love hotkeys. Yeah, we gave away and the then prize. Did you play one of those little winner we did. hotkeys. Ooh. We did. And fortunately, no one rang up and we needed to beat them out. So we uh, didn't have to use the coughing hotkey that Sean McKayla no. suggested. <laughs> oh. We were talking about Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines is a series of books by a guy named Philip Reeve. And it centers on this idea that uh, in the future, in thousands of year time, there's been, it's like, you know, post apocalyptic war you know classic sort of dystopian sort of Mm -hmm. stuff that we see in a whole bunch of things but the difference is that during that time all of well they refer to it as old tech which is all of the technology (laughs) that's like electricity driven or anything anything modern televisions anything that's got any sort of computers anything that's got anything like that um has all been lost all of that knowledge and technology has been lost so everything essentially is kind of steam coal driven um flight is all done with airships and and i guess the most prominent part of it is they've realized that in order to gain resources from um, each other because the resources are incredibly scarce you know the whole sort of planet is kind of you know there's not much there anymore because of all the destruction um, that the cities the major cities of the world need to be mounted on wheels and become transportable to literally hunt other towns and cities and literally capture them and take their resources from them. So the whole thing is this idea of the traction city. Uh, I should probably, actually, I'll... So if you're into, like, locomotive train that kind of stuff you'll enjoy this well it's been done by peter jackson the lord of the rings guy so needless to say the whole thing looks pretty yeah, dynamic yeah yep. so um they put out a little while ago this um uh, um this teaser trailer which i'm now going to show you mary and mayo okay. because it's important that you kind of get this whole i have until five minutes ago never heard of all right mortal engine okay so here we go what is that that is london The, the series of books, the main character is this character named Hester Shaw, who you saw in that um, mm-hmm. trailer bit. And she is kind of this character that is really unusual as kind of a heroine in in, in kind of like an epic adventure thing because uh, ordinarily, you know, the, your Katniss Everdeens mm-hmm. and your Bella Swans and is it Bella Swan from Twilight? I think Swan? so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure. They're kind of got this whole idea of um, they're beautiful, but in a kind of an every person kind yep. of way. You yep. know, you're supposed yep. to be able to relate, but somehow yep. also yep. aspire to in in that way. Yeah. Whereas Hester Shaw is this character that's definitely not through the whole series of books. She's someone that has a big character arc okay. uh, and changes over over the course of it. But when the, the, the story starts, she's a very kind of bitter and um, uh, someone who's kind of like bent on revenge for things that have happened earlier in her life. And 
the characteristic is that she actually suffered from this terrible injury when she was younger that kind of disfigured her. So it, it was Aww. a uh, so her eye is missing and her nose is kind of destroyed yeah, and yeah. and she's kind of scarred because the, the the idea behind that is going you know you don't need to be beautiful or perfect or even uh, uh someone who is kind of um instantly relatable in order to be a hero of a story yeah, yeah. and that really is a big resonating thing that goes through it so the trailer comes out um came out yesterday and everyone on Twitter yep. freaks out because she's got both her eyes oh, and they show goodness. the scar and the scar is, is not – well, it's kind of like a pirate scar. Yep. Kind of, It goes down her face, but it's not that same kind of thing. So everyone goes nuts and going, you know, this isn't – this goes against the whole idea. And she's beautiful and she's a yep. beautiful girl. So it's like it's really – flies against the face of that to the point where Philip Reeve himself, the author, came out and made this statement about going, I know you're all freaking out and I know this is really hard, but the beautiful people and beautiful faces are uh, Hollywood's best natural resource. And no matter how much filmmakers and people try to fight against that idea, Mm -hmm. they will tend to end up pushing back. And because they're the ones who fund the films, who allow it to actually be seen in the first place, um, they do get a certain amount of influence over the whole thing. Uh, The point he made, though, was he said, oh, you know, there are so many reasons for Hester to feel as if she is... um, uh, non-lovable, that yeah. she feels she's disfigured and that she feels ashamed of how she looks. It doesn't need to be all in the actual physical yeah. manifestation of it, which I can kind of get. Mm. But on the whole, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, that we still hold on to that idea, even if it's subconscious and we don't really give it a great deal of thought of going, we still want to see people, you know, who are pleasant and nice to look at that's right on yeah. our screens yeah yeah and it's interesting yeah it's kind of like and you see this a lot with with popular books that become yeah films that people kind of you have this idea in your mind of what your characters look like and when they don't match up to how they're described it is kind of a bit of a slap in the face a bit like mm. it's a bit like oh okay like was there been an example that you can think of that you saw Oh, well, to be honest, I know we were just talking about Bella Swan and I didn't know what her surname was, but when I, when I read part of Twilight, I imagined Edward to look much more not attractive because I think that whatever his name is, I can't think of it now, is attractive. What's his uh, name? Uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, yeah. Yes. But I think I just thought blonde hair, blue eyes. Like that's the way that the story described him mm. to me. And so... I was a little bit like taken aback when I saw it and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, he looks more scary than, which was the the appeal. Like he was meant to look yeah. kind of scary, but I don't know. Like I just, it didn't sit properly with me. I think too, yeah. whenever um, you talk about beauty or plainness or ugliness or whatever, mm. and that's a really important part of, of a book, the thing that makes that work so well is that idea that that's all totally relative to your own right, expectation. Yeah. Anyway, more Legends coming out. If you want to see the trailer, jump on YouTube and uh, it's it's very exciting. It looks amazing and I definitely recommend it for sure. We were having a bit of a chat about, um, you know, we're both very passionate Catholics, very both passionate churchgoers. Yeah. Um, but we've never really talked about the why. Now, you were you were born into a Catholic family. Yeah, Is that right? Correct. Tell yeah. us a bit about your story about in terms of, of that and kind of 
for you as well? Because a lot of people are born into into religious families, Catholic families, mm, and as yeah. they move into their teens and to their early twenties and start kind of questioning, why do I believe what I believe? Yeah. That faith can waver. Um, yeah, definitely. Tell us a bit about that and and why yours probably has seemed to gotten stronger over over years. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's definitely not always been smooth, but uh, Has it not? no. But um, I was brought up in a Catholic family, so baptized when I was a few months old, and went to Catholic school and went to the Catholic parish that was at my school yep. with family. Um, not really regularly, more Christmas, Easter, and then occasionally in between. But um, as I got a bit older, the faith kind of did dwindle away and I think it was especially probably starting high school and you know in primary school if you're at a Catholic school you've got that connectedness to your to your faith I think a little mm. bit more and it's a bit easier to be comfortable in that space and yeah. when you go to high school and I still went to a Catholic school so I still had a really supportive environment there but you're around a lot of people who've got much more secular views mm. and um, I suppose it's harder to be open about these kind of things and to feel comfortable and supported in that way. So um, in that case, I, I did sort of dwindle off from it a little bit and it was probably only when I was about 17, 16, 17 that I kind of got back into it. So it wasn't a long hiatus or anything, but it was just, it wasn't, you know, always, always there. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So... When did it kind of – was there any particular moment or anything that happened that kind of started to reaffirm you in, into, yeah. the, into faith again? Um, for me, it was community and coming back to the church community. So um, aside from having personal faith, and I think that's something that is very different for everyone, I think that without that community and that, that encouragement to grow your faith, it's very difficult to, to, um, to try to devote yourself and – to prayer and to personal things that will grow it. So yeah. um, when I was about 16, I think, I joined an Antioch group. So mm. I And what youth. led you to do that? Well, I was briefly before that involved in another youth group. Um, so that was kind of – they were at different parishes, so it wasn't really a stepping stone. But it was through that and a friendship I made there with my best friend that I – was introduced to Antioch. Mm-hmm. So it was it was kind of a follow-on. And from there, I couldn't describe where my faith would be if it wasn't for that. Like it's just something that's taken a small seed and just grown it mm. to the point where 95% of my existence today has something to do with faith and really? church. Like I'm just constantly involved in something which is great I enjoy it I really love it but um it's yeah if it wasn't for that kind of community and especially where I am at the parish I'm at you know like it's very supportive and welcoming and warm community that is very much in like involved in doing things it's not just you come to mass you go home you see each other the next Sunday it's very Mm. much like a 24-7 family I think that has a big has made a big difference, definitely. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing all that. No, That's really thank wonderful. Marianne Mayo, uh, birthday today is yeah. our special guest host. Thank you so much for coming in on your birthday, thank Marianne. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Um, <laughs> if you want to jump onto uh, Instagram, you can see Marianne's birthday cake that was mm, made. Uh, very it's very blue. You said we were trying to work out which Sesame Street character the blue looks like. Grover, Snuffleupagus, no. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. Yep, it's a beautiful colour. (laughs) It's very blue. It's also a little bit teal, which I like. 
Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course, being the, the, the colour, of course, of the Adelaide Crows. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, adults miss out, Marianne. And yeah. this struck me the other day. I was listening to this, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge lover of TED Talks and things yep. like that on, on YouTube. And this one um, psychologist that was giving this talk uh, was talking about that whole idea of the difference between adults and kids is when kids go to a playground, yeah. they don't stop and go, oh, there are the monkey bars. I used to love playing on the monkey bars. I've changed. <laughs> Have the monkey bars changed? Have I changed? My friends and I used to play on the monkey bars, but where are my friends now? Yeah. You know, so we always <laughs> stop and think about why we're going to do, whereas the kids will just go, monkey bars. They'll just get excited about the idea of, yeah, of playing yeah, on monkey yeah. bars. And that's what we miss we miss that whole idea of being in the moment we question why we enjoy things or what we love about things yeah yeah for sure mm. it's a little bit sad actually when it you is put it that way. when you put it that way because because <laughs> yeah. you always think back because i think you always think back at the times when you were a kid and you kind of go that this these were the glory days of things and so much fun yeah. and, and um i'd say that um Right at the moment, you know, a big part of the reason why I love kind of electro music is because it was the sound that I grew up with when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, that yep. same sort of sound. Like uh, a big part is nostalgia, you yeah, know, and all yep. that kind of stuff. So the TV and all the stuff, the, you know, all the 8-bit computer games and all that <laughs> stuff, you know, they were all the things that I yeah. really loved back then and uh, as a result there. But I saw something else the other day that really made me appreciate that as adults we miss out. Sometimes we yeah. miss out on the coolest, oh. funniest, truly funniest things. I saw this video on YouTube that I thought, this is clearly the funniest thing and the most awesome thing that's ever been devised by anyone ever. Okay. And it's yep. a TV show <laughs> that is... It's a big is, call. Like, it's a big call and I'm new to it, so I'm probably going to have no, a bit of a, 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 you yeah. know, a bit of a cloister perspective on it because, you know, <laughs> I'll get on to the next big thing. I do have a low attention span. I'm a bit of a goldfish. But um, it's this thing, guys, which is a TV show on the ABC for kids called Big Block Sing Song, where oh. these characters essentially who are just blocks they're like yeah. they're all squares or rectangles or something <laughs> sing these songs yeah that are the funniest oh things ever i'm gonna play one yep. now okay and i really want you I'm to listen to this, this. i, I know okay here before. goes so this is yep. big this is big block sing song called and and it's sort of a teaching thing it's about this one's about they have ones about germs and they have ones <laughs> about um all sorts of things uh, about our fascination with um, uh, girls being princesses. There's a really good one there. But this one's all about technology. Okay. About yep. what we could do with technology. Yeah. Okay, here we go. One, two, thank you, thank you. We have a lot to be grateful for. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, technology. Thank you, technology. <laughs> You're everywhere for us to see. Like a from solar powered socks to self picking banana trees, where would we be without you? Thank you, technology, from the bottom of our laser pants. Thank you, technology. Thank you, technology. Thank you, technology. Thank you, technology. I'm on a first name basis with my microwave. Isn't that right, Dave? Friendly technology <laughs> and a robot cat will never bite. Just feed it a calculator, it'll be your friend for life. And oh, look who's here. It's our friend with a brand new digital beard. <gasps> 
Get some technology. Some of my best friends take batteries. I don't hold it against them though. I'm still impressed by Velcro. Thank you, technology. I see remote control bees and think, look what we've created. Wonderful technology, this planet is upgraded. We've got satellite hats with lots of buttons, knobs, and switches. Can you imagine midnight snacks without glow-in-the-dark dishes? We've got toasters, so powerful launching toast into space. To be honest, it leaves it with a slightly odd taste. Oh, technology, you're my kind of lology. Is this hovercraft fresh? Where do I plug in these flowers? These slippers are rechargeable. Thank you, technology, from the bottom of our laser pants. Oh, that is awesome! And they're all—they're all that good. Yeah. They're hysterical. So and they've got that element of like humor adults only would really understand. It, it, no, yeah. but it's really—it's really interesting that you know this is—it's but it's geared towards kids. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is now kids can process things because of. Uh, I, I don't know if that's because of the of, technology. Uh, technology, yeah. <laughs> Computer games or the way that, yep. that, you know, YouTube videos, vloggers and vines and things like that that kids watch. It's so rapid fire, you can barely keep up with the going, what, what are they doing now? That's yep. really, like cut. Yep. They cut out all the um, all the breaths out of vlogs and now all cut. So that really choppy. Can you say that again? <laughs> you, know, you know, okay. So if, when you watch um, um, like vloggers on YouTube, yeah. um, the style is that there's all of those rapid cuts. Yep, yep. So it's really – but what they're doing is they're removing their breaths. So their oh. breaths – that's what – so it goes literally from the end of I one sentence to another sentence. Well, that's what I think's going yeah. on. All the breaths that are removed. Sense. That makes sense. So yeah. even those small little things that, you know, require processing – are gone. Yeah. It's it's really nuts. That is that is very crazy. Yeah, I wanted to share Big Block Sing Song because it's just so cool. I am going to get onto that. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to tell my teacher friends to show their their primary school kids. Um, yeah, the germs one apparently yeah, is pretty good too. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas I think instead of people going, no, don't worry about germs, it's going, germs are everywhere, man. <laughs> just give kids nightmares. Just. <laughs> no, but it's not, but it's kind of, they're so everywhere that there's nothing to worry about. You know, it's like, they're so, they're so everywhere that yep, it's kind yep. of, it's kind of crazy to be, um, to be worried about yeah. them because there's no way to ever get around them. Anyway. Marianne Mayo has been the guest host today. Happy birthday, Marianne. Thank you Thank so much you. for coming in. Ma- for massive me. day. You've done um, uh, radio this morning as well with Scotty and Beck on breakfast yeah. as well yep. as today. So thank you so much for coming in. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much So an- anything else planned for birthday celebrations, either today or tomorrow going into the, the rest of the week? Well, tonight, dinner with family yep. and then... I'm going on an Antioch State weekend. Oh. Yeah, so all the groups are combining. So that's happening again. It is. So has that when was the last time that happened? Three years ago. When you came when along. When I came along, yeah, yes. Yeah. I was gonna say that's so the one I remember. It has been three years, time has gone very quickly. Um so I'm doing that and then next weekend I'll I'll have a proper celebration, but nothing too crazy. But okay. yeah, it's um yeah, it's nice to have a, a day of um eating cake and not feeling guilty about it. I know. Well, it's just been the two of us. More, more cake than we could handle. Unfortunately, Denicia <laughs> and uh, Kaylin, oh, yeah. they were supposed to be here today, but there was a sickness and other uni stuff that kind of got in the way. Yeah. So, hey, guys, if you're there, you missed out. You missed Some out on the blue cake, cake. Virtual, virtual cake. cake. You'll yeah. have to check it out on Instagram. We are here every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 107.9 Live for more of your music and please connect to us on Instagram, uh, iTunes, Facebook, uh, 
um, SoundCloud, all the rest, however you get your media. We will see you again in a few days. Bye. Bye.